celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I think you might remember a few years back when we had our iguana, our studio iguana, the late Frederico. Mm-hmm. Pick the uh, pick the presidential winner, actually. <laughs> Picking George Bush over Al Gore. Yeah, we fired that iguana. Yeah, we did. Uh, actually, that's <laughs> what happened, truth be told. We, we had the iguana. We had pictures of uh, Al Gore and... Who was the other one? Oh, George Bush. Bush yeah. <laughs> On a piece of paper. And uh, wherever the iguana went first to the bathroom, we said that was his. He was a prognosticating iguana is what he was. And why do I bring that up? Well, if you have an NFL pool, you want to listen up. It's the third season for Princess. Princess is making picks and Princess is a camel. What? Yeah, the prognosticating camel. That's hard to say, by the way. Uh, she's uh, and I don't know what her record is this year. I know last year she had eleven correct predictions, and she uh, actually defied the odds makers by correctly picking the Giants over the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> now she, I believe, is at a zoo in the New York area. Not sure exactly where. Uh, Princess's caregiver is the general manager of Popcorn Park Zoo. John Bergman is joining us. Hi, John. How are you doing? Hey, how are you guys doing? Very good. Tell us a little bit about this very strange camel princess. Well, she lives at Popcorn Park Zoo, which is in New Jersey, uh, New Jersey Shore. Uh, She's been here about uh, six years now. About three years ago, uh, a radio station had asked about uh, having something, one of our animals, pick uh, an NFL game. Ah, one of those crazy morning show. Right. Yeah, okay. And... uh, yeah, I'm looking all over, you know, and I'm in the camel barn, right next, my office is right there, my desk, and I'm uh-huh. in the camel barn trying to think of animals, and I turn around, and she's just looking straight at me, <laughs> and she loves graham crackers. <laughs> oh. So what we do is we, we uh, take, we pick one game uh, a week, and uh, I write in the palms of my hand, the you know, one team in the left hand and one team in the right hand, cover it with a graham cracker, mm-hmm. and present it to her. So not only, you know, does she... Uh, She's a pigskin prognosticator, but she also, you know, uh, can go right through that grand cracker and see who she wants. <laughs> and She's been doing this for three years? Three years. The first year, oh, it was amazing. The first year, you know, we were playing around with it. The first year she went, the first six games, she was 6-0. Oh. Wow. Wow. So she created quite a stare. She wound up uh, doing uh, fairly well through the season and, and picked that. That was the year the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts won the Super Bowl, and oh. she picked them to win. Now, how's she doing this year so far? So far, she's 2-0. 2-0? Oh. Oh. Really? 2-0. And, oh. and so who are we looking at uh, next weekend? Uh, I think we're going to go with the Steelers and the Eagles. Get Vinny on the phone for me. Okay. You're booking? <laughs> okay. Very good. If we want to see pictures of her up at the website there. AHSCares.com. And uh, that will be our website, and then you'll find uh, the Popcorn Park Zoo. Click on that, and you'll see Princess up there, and you'll see uh, she has her own little uh, page on her picks and stuff. So, John, just between me and you, have you tried Lotto picks with her yet? <laughs> you know, you, believe it or not, we have people call us and ask us that. Yes. Uh, every uh, Last year, every Sunday, uh, just before the game started, you know, about 12 o'clock, uh, the phone calls would come in wanting to know who Princess picked so they could put their bets down. 
I guess Princess was a pet to begin with before she yeah, got she lived to... Yeah, she lived on an estate out uh, up in North Jersey uh, with her sister. Uh, she was re- rescued as a young camel, and her sister uh, passed away. Uh, and then shortly after that, the, the, the woman who owned the camels... Uh, uh, also passed away, and Princess was kind of left by herself. The foundation of the estate uh, started looking for some place to place her, and the veterinarian uh, who took care of her for all her life uh, had uh, mentioned us because he does some work for us and made arrangements to bring Princess here to live her life out. Do you have any other prognosticating animals there? We've tried a couple, but uh, you know, a parrot here and there and stuff, but uh, <laughs> they're too inconsistent. Uh, <laughs> Princess is usually right out of money. <laughs> okay. The website, ahscares.org. That's ahscares.org. We'll link to it from animalradio.com if you want to see pictures of Princess. And, of course, we'll check in later in the season and see how she's doing with her picks, if that's okay. Sure, that's great, yeah. Very good. We have more Animal Radio on the way. Celebrating our connection with our pets. <laughs> From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And don't forget, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard on the way, and Dr. Debbie answering your questions. Also, Dean Kuntz, talking about Trixie Kuntz, who is so much the better author than Dean Kuntz. Well, that's only your opinion. Uh, right now, we have The View's Joy Behar on. Uh, hi, Joy. How are you doing? Hi. How are you, Al? Very good. Very okay. good. We and had... Judy. Hi, Joy. Hi. Of course, we had you on a few weeks ago to talk about the Alpo Real Meat Moments story. Right. What was the that? Con- the continuing saga. It is the continuing. Well, it's not so much a saga. We found the greatest dog. We were looking for what they were calling a meat maniac. Okay. okay? It was it had to be like a lovable kind of a regular everyday dog uh-huh. who, who goes really bananas when they see their meat meal, and we <laughs> found the dog. Really? Now that must have been tough because I'm thinking there was probably more than one that does that. Yes, the, but we picked this dog, this four-year-old uh, pug named Ike. I picked him. Uh, I'm the one who picked him. Oh, really? Yeah. We were looking for somebody, who, a dog that was original in a certain way. Now, this dog did a headstand in his ball. Uh-huh. I mean, you can't beat that. Wow. <laughs> How old is Ike? He's four years old. Okay, and I understand he's an 18-pounder. Yes, I understand that. He weighs 18 pounds, but now that he's wealthy, he might be weighing more. Who knows? <laughs> well, there was over 200 entries uh, nationwide. Is that yes, correct? that's right. Okay. I hear that. I mean, I, I, I hear that there were uh, a lot of entries, and it was very hard to pick one because, you know, I'm, I love dogs, and they're all adorable in different ways. But this dog was just crazed. For the food, <laughs> I couldn't resist him. I laughed out loud when I saw him. Which is good for a spokes dog. Very good. Yes, and you know what? He he's a pug. He's not just he's not a beauty. You know what I mean? Like some dogs are just beautiful, like Angelina Jolie, uh-huh. and other dogs they'll look like the rest of us. And this pug looks like the rest of us. <laughs> now, what will happen with Ike? He, I understand he's going to do a little traveling now. Yes, uh, he's going to Hollywood for uh-huh. five days and four nights. Uh, uh, this is going to be a trip for two, plus the dog. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and they get a one-year supply of Alpo and $10,000 in cash. Whoa. But the best thing about it, um, the coup de pooch, yes. is that um, Ike's face will be on 2.5 million cans of Alpo. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is he going to be on The View with you? Oh, I don't know. You know, that I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I'd love to have him on. I'll have to bring that up. Okay. Do you have pets at home? I forget. I have. My daughter um, and her husband live in my building. 
Uh-huh. We were all in one big building because oh. I grew up like that, like in a tenement in Brooklyn, and the whole family was in the building. That works out for you. So I just tried, tried to, we try to recreate those early years. Uh-huh. And so we have between us three animals, and we sort of have, um, you know, um, co spotless codependencies on them, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Visitation, like, uh, yeah. Okay. Does, what, what do you call that? Co visited. What do you call that? When people have the custody, children? custody, custody. Yeah, that's so. it. We have co custody, and I have both of us. We we share two dogs, two two uh, mutts, uh-huh. um, um, Gracie and Tallulah. Oh, I love it. They're very divine little doggies. They come from the same litter, and they're combinations of um, um, what's that dog that has the adorable little face? Uh, I, people say that they're Shih Tzu. Shih Tzu. They're, they're not Shih Tzus. That's what the, the person we got them from said they were part Shih Tzu. There's nothing Shih Tzu about these dogs. They're more like Papillon. And then we have a cat who weighs as much as this dog that just won the uh, the contest, Benito Pussolini. Mm. Do you allow your pets in bed with you? Do you allow them to sleep? Of course. Yes. <laughs> I think we had this conversation before. Yeah, we did. Yes. 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 And who, who wouldn't allow their pets in their beds? Everybody does that. Well, yeah. you should hear our dog trainer here. Vlad I know. Right. Yeah. I know. They, they don't like that. I think if people say they don't, they're lying. They just don't want to admit it. They're, hi- they're hidden. Listen, yes. you could find somebody, you could find a marriage counselor that tells you don't let your husband in the bed. <laughs> There's always an expert who will give you advice. Yes. How beautiful. On that note, Joy, thanks so much for joining us. Lovely to talk to you. Take care of your puppies out there. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. A couple of weeks back, we told you a story about police responding to an apartment uh, where they heard, help me, help me, in a female's voice. Turned out to be a cockatoo. Wasn't that right, Judy? Cockatoo? Yes. And it wasn't the first time the bird had gotten into trouble. Apparently, uh, it was crying like a baby. Child welfare services came to the house thinking that it was an abandoned baby. Well, a neglected baby that they weren't, you know, taking care of it properly. Uh, apparently, watching too much television. Roger, are you there, Roger? Yes, I am. How you doing, Roger? Well, I'm doing real fine. I got a similar story uh, like Judy's, but, but uh, mine's a blue and gold McCall. I moved from the country into town. I bought a place, and uh, I I knew the bird screamed and carried on, but I didn't think about him upsetting the neighbors, and the neighbors thought there was child abuse going on inside my house. Oh. So they called, they called the law. And the law came and started knocking on the door, and every time they'd knock on the door, the bird, you know, my blue and gold McCall, would uh, say, just a minute. And so the cops normally thought that, well, somebody's in there cleaning somebody up or hiding evidence. So they were just about ready to kick my door in when I pulled in. And I come up and said, what's the problem? They said, well, we got a call for child abuse or possibly some kind of domestic abuse inside this house. I said, well, I live here alone. And I took uh, the policeman in and showed him the bird and... They stayed for about 15, 20 minutes and played around with him and everything. So it was the first time they've ever had to go in for something like this and had such a happy ending, you know. And what, it, what, uh, like, I beg your pardon? What's the bird's name? Uh, Shake and Jake. Shake and Jake. So Shake and Jake. Now, where did Shake and Jake learn to cry like a baby or cry like a kid? Well, he just, uh, he, he liked to watch the little rascals. Oh, on TV, yeah, and uh, they'll pick up anything. And uh, but uh, every time that uh, I mean, he he he's got a. I've had him since I was twelve years old. Still have him, 
and uh, he'll they'll pick up anything. Wait a minute. And he just loved little kids, and that's why he was screaming and carrying on about because he could hear them little kids playing around outside. Well, you've you've had them since you were twelve years old. Yeah, I and I mowed a yard all summer long for uh, the lady gave me the bird for mowing the yard. I've had him ever since he's a little youngster. How old is he? Forty-four. Forty-four. Wow. You've had your pet forty-four years. Yeah, and even when I went off to the service and come back, he wouldn't he wouldn't have nothing to do with me for two months. <laughs> but he recognized me. He knew me. He was just mad at me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love it. But, have you have you ever been married? Yeah, matter of fact, uh, I believe that he kind of won, uh, uh, ran one off. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she said either the bird goes or I go, but I still got the bird. Oh. <laughs> I guess I guess the bird has seniority, huh? Seniority. That's fact. Yeah. Is the bird still around? Shake and bake still around? Yeah, shake and Jake. Shake, shake. and Jake. I'm sorry, uh, which is much better than shake and bake for a bird. Uh, shake. Yeah, he's been threatened uh, that a couple of times. Yeah, he's still around and. He just—he's one of the family. Now know? it sounds I mean, like you're a driver, right? Yes, I am. Do you take Shake and Jake with you? No, because I'll tell you what—one uh, time I did take him with me, and they tried to confiscate him. I think they just wanted to take him home for their own own deal, and I uh, pretty protective, you know, because I wasn't breaking any laws, and uh, and he'd never been—he uh, didn't have a band on him. They thought I was coming out of Mexico with him. Oh, okay. Now, how long yeah. How long do you think Shake and Jake will live? What is their life expectancy? Uh, over 100 years. You know, I think the last time I read, which was years ago, that there was one 119 years old. Whoa. They live a long time. So do you have plans for Shake and Jake uh, after you leave? Well, I don't know if he has to go with me or not, because uh, there's a lot of people really don't much like him. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, uh, go give old Shake and Jake a big old hug from us, and thanks for sharing your story there. We appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Thanks for calling, Roger. one 405 Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. I noticed my neighbor's cat, Slater, was having trouble jumping up on the fence, so I suggested they try FlexPet. It's the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility. It's the only one with CM8 and... It works for both cats and dogs. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee, the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility, they offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee. And no time limit like others who require 30, 60, or even 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You can't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet. 1-800-END-PAIN. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS. The National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You found it. Pet Sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. 
Hi, this is the Vladi, and I'm here to tell you about Oxyfresh. Do you know that dental disease is called the silent killer of the pets? And the proper oral health care may extend the life of your pet by two to five years. Pet oral hygiene solution from Oxyfresh promotes fresh breath, healthy gums, and a healthy life for your pets. I love to kiss my pets, and I know you love to kiss them too. Get kissable fresh breath for your pets at Oxyfresh. Visit Oxyfresh.com. Dot com. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every weekend right here. I'd love to hear from you. 1-866-405-8405. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard on the way right now. Dr. Debbie answering your veterinary medical questions. I believe we have Karen on the phone. Karen? Yes. How are you doing, Karen? I'm lovely. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Well, hi, Karen. How are you? Well, I've got a female cat about eight years old, and she's got cerebral palsy. Uh, okay. She's been diagnosed with it, and she's becoming more and more aggressive. She's attacking people and dogs. Was she diagnosed with this as a very young kitten, or was this later in life? Uh, she was... I found her when her mother was walking across the front yard, and I opened the screen door to see what it was she had in her mouth, and she was only like a week old, and she just dropped her and ran away. And I noticed then that the... The mother had the same thing. She didn't, okay. she didn't shake. She kind of wobbled when she walked. Okay. And, and so she'd done that since she, you got her when she was just that little thing then? Oh, yeah. She was only a week old. Okay. Her ears Has were gotten... still down. Oh, <laughs> and they are so adorable at that age. Yes, they are. And she oh, was gosh. It's hard to imagine. She was real affectionate and friendly when she was younger, but as she's grown older, I'm just wondering if that palsy has anything to do with making her aggressive. Yeah, potentially. Now, I wanted to ask you, um, has her has her signs, her difficulties, has that gotten worse with time, or is it about the same from when you first had her? About the same. Okay. All right. Because that's one distinction, and when we talk about things like well, cerebral palsy is kind of a human disease, but there are some cerebellar diseases in cats. And there's there's one called cerebellar hypoplasia, which kittens can get, and it tends to be from an infection when they're babies, um, from the panleukopenia infection that their mom gets when um, they're just in utero. Um, or they can even be vaccinated during the pregnancy, and the, the kittens will acquire that disease. It's a little bit unusual that the mom had that. Um, so, you know, I guess it can't be impossible that there's something genetic here. But if we're presuming things kind of stayed the same, these type of disorders don't generally get much worse. Um, there are some brain infections that do get worse, and they're kind of more of the degenerative type things uh, that go along with time. Now, those conditions, yeah, we could see some worsening of the signs, and you might get some aggression and some behavioral changes, but I would expect all the other things would tend to be getting worse. And I don't know, are you seeing that where her, is she real shaky on her her feet? Does she fall over, that kind of thing? Oh, she's always done that. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like on a tilt-a-whirl constantly, right? <laughs> right. 
Yeah. She, she yeah. looks real strange when she walks. She lifts her back feet up to the level of her spine, leans that way, and then puts her foot down. Uh-huh. So she's real jerky, and she kind of kicks them out almost like a horse? Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I would tend to think that she may have the cerebellar hypoplasia, which um, that generally won't cause behavioral problems, though. So you might want to get your kitty looked at by your veterinarian. Make sure there's not something else going on, um, because if something else comes up along the way, you know, that might explain her, her grouchiness, whether it be something she's in pain or some other kind of medical problem coming on. Um, so... If, if everything else has stayed about the same, I'm not going to want to blame her condition. Special needs as she may be, uh, you know, I'd say make sure you get her checked over and, and make sure there's nothing else going on that's causing that. Thank you so much for your call, Karen. This is Dr. Debbie on Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Boy, it's a show full of joys today. Animal communicator Joy Turner is on the way. Whether you believe or you're a skeptic, you'll want to be listening. And if you want to talk to your pets, 1-866-405-8405. Call me now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. one 405 405, it's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets today, as we do every weekend. We actually do it every day. Right now, Joy Turner is communicating with your pets, just in case you're having some trouble doing it yourself. Uh, she can be the go-between. Hi, who is this? Heather. Hi, Heather. How you doing? I'm doing good. Where are you calling from today? Toledo, Ohio. Hi, Heather. Hi, Joy. Who would you like to talk to today? Um, well, I have a dilemma, and I'm wondering if you could maybe help me. Um, my three-year-old daughter has a kitten, and her name is Honey, and she came up missing last week. And we have put out an ad for her. She had a collar on with her name and my phone number, and we've not been able to find her. We've not heard nothing. And she, my daughter's just heartbroken, and so is the rest of my family. Okay, so I work with missing animals a little bit differently than I typically do when we're just having a conversation with them. So tell me again when they went missing. Last Wednesday. Um, she's a um, she's a very small kitten. We got her when she was four weeks old. She's probably uh, about two months old now, and she's a tortoiseshell-colored kitten. She's got bright green eyes. She's very playful, very affectionate. And how did she go missing? What do you know about it? Well, um I, I take my kids to school every morning, and that morning my son was kind of lagging behind, and so me and my two daughters went out the front door, and I left the door open for him, and we have a pet door because I have an older cat that's a, an indoor-outdoor cat, and I have a chihuahua that uses that door too, and Honey has always been interested in that door because she sees the other animals going out it, and so we think that's where she came up missing. Okay. And let me see if I can find her here really quickly for us. Okay. Um, she tells me, yes, she's here, and she speaks to me about that fast. And that what I want to ask her is, how is she feeling? I want to see where she is in relationship to her body. She shows me that she's still in her body. And if you can at some point, perhaps during the call isn't the appropriate time, but let me know your address. 
in Toledo, okay. I can do a thing that I call an energy loop, which is like a harness made out of energy that I attach to your address that helps her find her way back. And um, I'm asking her how she's feeling because it's been now a few days. And she, I think somebody's got her. I think somebody picked her up because she doesn't feel like she's cold. She doesn't feel like she has been wet and you've been having rain there. And she's not hungry and she's not cold. Have you put flyers well, around? Um, no, but we put an ad in the local newspaper, and she had she had a collar on with a tag with my phone number. The sensation I get from her is that she's around another little girl, and if the little girl found her, you know how little girls can be, well, little kids of any variety. She may have taken the collar off because she doesn't feel like she has one on now. Okay. So I would put flyers up if I were you. I asked her if she wants to come home to your daughter, to the little girl she was originally with, and she said, well, she liked her a lot. She was she was very, um, I mean, she, she was very attached to my daughter. My daughter would carry her around, and she would not, I mean, for as little as she was, she would not fuss or scratch. And my daughter has a little doll stroller that she would put the kitten in and push her around, and she would just sit there and take it you know she just did not care yeah she she likes your daughter a lot so um, she wants you to know though that she's being taken care of all right so i would if i were you start to put flyers around and if you can have a picture of her that you can put on the flyer maybe perhaps the other little girl's mom or dad will see that uh-huh and not wonder anymore where the cat came from Okay, and you said you could you could possibly find out how close she is to my house, too? Yeah, if you can get me your address, I probably, we don't want to do that over the airwaves, I would right. imagine, but if you would get that for me, then um, I can do the energy loop thing, attach it to your house. If she's with someone else and kind of kept captive, so to speak, meaning she isn't just out free roaming around, it can't help her find her way home because she can't get out. Right. Okay. But at least it would give her a way that if she does get out to be able to find that. Thank you so much. Heather, hold on for one second, and we'll connect you to off-air. Why don't you go ahead and give a description of Honey one more time for any listeners that, that might be around or see it. Um, she's, she's very tiny. Like I said, she's um, only about two months old. She's got big, bright green eyes, and she's a tortoise shell, which means she's like a mottled color of browns and golds and oranges. Um, she's very, very playful and very affectionate. Any collars or tags? Um, she did have a pink collar with black paw prints on it, very tiny one with a little pink bell, and a pink heart tag that had her name on it, which is Honey, and my phone number. Okay, and that's in the Toledo, Ohio area. Is that... Uh, it, it would be over by the University of Toledo. Over by the University. Okay, so if, if you've seen this animal, if you've seen Honey, give us a call here at the studios at one 405 8405 and to schedule an appointment to talk with Joy Turner head on over to joyturner.com and don't forget you can get your Joy Turner fix at animalradio.com five days a week we have more animal radio on the way this is an animal radio news update brought to you by Simple Solution I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio the city of Houston is helping reunite hurricane victims with lost pets. The Houston Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals has teamed up with Pet Health Inc. and Pets 911 to offer an online database for lost pets. Rescued and lost animals are being entered into the portal by staff members with the information updating every 15 minutes. The Disaster Response Pet Portal is located at HoustonSPCA.org or log on to Pets911.com. 
The foreclosure crisis in Southern California has impacted animal shelters as well as homeowners. In Orange County, the Irvine Animal Care Center has been inundated with cats. They have over 260 felines looking for homes along with 100 dogs. At Orange County Animal Care, the shelter director says they're housing 300 dogs and 300 cats. Jennifer Phillips said, quote, we've seen an increase in the number of people who can no longer afford to care for their pets or who have lost their housing, end quote. Since Hurricane Ike bombarded the Gulf Coast, hundreds of stories of survival have surfaced, but only one includes a lion. When the storm struck Bolivar Peninsula, Texas, Michael Gray Kajawa evacuated with his full-grown lion. Kajawa, by the way, is the owner of a local zoo. Their escape route was blocked by rising waters, forcing Kajawa and his lion to seek shelter in a church. There was a group of residents who spent the night in waist-deep water, along with the lion, who was described as calm as a kitten. Kajawa said, quote, when you have to swim, the lion doesn't care about eating anybody, end quote. When the sun rose the following day, everyone was still alive. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live green is best for you, your family, and that includes your pets. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie, answering your medical questions. Well, not your medical questions, your your pet's medical questions, although she might be able to answer some of your medical questions, too, although she's really only licensed as a veterinarian. Oh, they're telling me to shut up now? Yeah, let's stick to the vet. one 405 Now, Vlade, on the other hand, he's a dog behaviorist, but really he can answer questions about life. Yes, yes, I do, and I never shut up. You know that. <laughs> I learn so much Learn so much when we sit down together and talk and philosophize. Exactly. Vlade is outrageously, outrageously outspoken person. You are very outspoken. Yeah, I'm testing the freedom of speech in this country to the large extent. You really are on, on animal radio. It is, and I'm so appreciate to letting me to speak because hey. I, because you know what you probably in other radio network would be probably fire me long ago because I I do talk about the thing which I strongly believe and I I say the truth as it is yeah and you and you really frankly fit in the animal radio budget that we have right now for dog <laughs> behavior trainers so it really works it's a win win situation and a win win situation for the callers they can call in and answer questions ask questions and you can answer them what do you got going on. You know what? I would like to share with our listeners two things why our pets do not listen to us. Because, you know, people calling us all the thing, why my dog does this? But in the reality is there is a two things they must know why their pets don't listen to them. And I'm going to explain it very quick. And uh, it's coming up. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. When screams for help were heard outside a home in Trenton, New Jersey, concerned neighbors quickly called the police. Police arrived to hear a woman screaming, help me, help me. And when no one answered the door, they kicked it in. 
only to find not a woman, but a cockatoo. Owner Evelyn DeLeon said it wasn't the first time 10-year-old Luna had brought authorities to their home. About seven years ago, Luna went through a phase where he'd imitate a baby crying. Child welfare workers responding to reports of a possible abandoned baby showed up. De Leon said her bird is forever adding new sounds from watching TV in both English and Spanish. I'm thinking it might be a good time for Luna to take up reading books. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, one 405 I believe we have Sean on the phone. Hi, Sean. How are you doing? Great. Hi, Sean. Uh, I quick, hi. I have a quick question. I live in Minnesota, so it's a colder climate, and I have 10 acres. And it's been, I bought it um, after it was vacant for a couple of years. So we remodeled the house and everything, and the pasture has grown up over the last three years. And I was considering buying some goats. And I was wondering if you could recommend a brand that can handle the cold and that would be good. We have, like, little brush and grass and all that kind of stuff. And then are they very high maintenance in shots, that kind of stuff? Um, If you could help me out with some information about that. Okay, I'll do my best here. <laughs> well, um, Sean, I'll have to tell you that my majority of my patients are dogs, cats, um, creatures with feathers and scales. Um, but we do occasionally see goats at my office, and most cases of when I see goats is unfortunately when they're attacked by dogs. Um, and they also uh, are prone, the males are prone to urinary blockages. So those are kind of the emergency reasons that why I tend to see goats here. Um, but, but goats can be great pets, and a lot of people really love them as pets, as well as, you know, the milk production and, and all the herd management. So, you know, I, I personally haven't had goats, but I know a lot of people who really love them. In okay. fact, at vet school, we had some goats that were really affectionate, and they always came up to the, the pasture fence, um, and we really bonded with them quite a bit. So they were pretty cool. Um, they do have some needs, though, um, and a um, couple things that you'd probably want to keep in mind. Um, they will need some vaccinations, and they do need a really vigorous deworming protocol. Um, do you know if there's been animals on this land that you've already that you purchased? There used to be horses on it. It used to be a horse pasture, um, and it's just really grown up. So I know that, as far as I know, that's the only thing that's ever been on there before. And the horse barn was totally cleaned out. We totally cleaned it out. There's no remnants of really anything left. Um, When they left, they took, like, the floor out, so they had to clean everything. They used to have a rubber floor in there for the horses. So now it's uh-huh. just like dirt, and then half of the barn is concrete and half of it's dirt. So there, I mean, uh, there's really no mm, are you right? manure. Manure, is that a good word? <laughs> um, yeah. It works, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it with the Minnesota accent. It even sounds uh, classier. <laughs> it does. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little bit of a... Uh, so um, it's been like three years. It's There's really no remnants of that in, uh, you know, even out in the pasture, really, because it's kind of that you can see because it's so grown up. And then, um, you know, the barn has been totally cleaned out. Okay. 
Excellent. But, uh, yeah, you, you will definitely want to see about getting them vaccinations. Um, and then goats primarily are, you know, hay eaters, so we stay away from the grains. And we try to stay to all the nice grassy hays that um, they just uh, will chew on and hopefully chew on that rather than anything within your household or in the immediate environment. But that's the other thing with goats is you got to be ready for that chewing um, behavior. And uh, you want to make sure that, you know, you don't have anything really valuable when it comes to landscaping. Um, you also want to make sure we keep in mind some uh, safe uh, pet plants as well so that they don't ingest a toxic one. So all those things I would definitely research in your area what you have and what is on your property. And, um, you know, then see about getting, a, you know, maybe a starter goat because a lot of people, once they get one goat, it's, it's very fast and then they'll start getting another and another and they really do kind of grow upon you. Um, just don't turn your back on them. <laughs> <laughs> I have some friends that learned that one when they uh, got the old butt from behind. <laughs> uh, are there vets? Uh, will it be easy for Sean to find a vet for these goats? In that area of the country, yeah. I do not think you'll have trouble. I can tell you, honestly, here in Las Vegas, we do have a hard time for people finding uh, goats. Uh, goat veterinarians. Even in Vegas, huh? Yeah, we have <laughs> horse veterinarians, um, but there's kind of a couple species that fall out of there. You know, uh, potbelly pigs. Um, I'm, you know, I'm one of several in town that take care of some of these species, but it's sometimes a little hard in areas. But in the Midwest and there, you you won't have any trouble finding a, a good uh, goat veterinarian that can advise you of those things so uh yeah i think dr debbie is are there certain breeds of goats that can tolerate the cold better than others or they're all pretty much the same you know that's something i probably can't tell you i'll fall back to my small animal roots and i'll I'll probably misspeak so but i'm sure there are just because with any species whether they be sheep goats um cattle um there are going to be different breeds and there are oodles from out there so um yeah you might have to check with your uh, regional area uh, to see what breed might be best 1-866-405-8405 to talk to dr debbie right now you're listening to animal radio You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. And Vlad is answering your questions at 1-866-405-8405. He has some pearls of wisdom. I was... I'm actually writing these things down that he says every week, and I'm going to make a book out of it and then sell it for millions of dollars. That's what I plan to do. What kind of advice do you have today? Today I'm going to share with our listeners three things that they should know about their dogs. Three things they should know about their dogs. Yes, and my their dogs don't want them to know about that. Okay, let's do that now. I'm ready. I have my pen and paper. Okay. Number one, if you treat your dog as the human, they will treat you as the dog. Ooh. What it means? What it means? Who has less authority cannot set the terms. Okay, so if you act like a dog, they're going to treat you like a dog. Exactly. Some humans must be treated as the dogs before you start treat them as the humans. Okay. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I'm I'm meeting those people every day. Uh-huh. I gotta tell you. Okay, number two, if you refuse to owe your dog, your dog will owe you. Really, dogs are the humans. You give them paw, they take four. <laughs> you know, especially men, you know, you all, Judy, typical, you, you yes, know that's that. A typical you, know, you had a great experience, you know, in uh-huh. the past I heard about my KGB sources. Story. <gasps> you know you everything, know. don't you? Yeah, I know. You know, like with the men, you allow somebody to hug you, they will kiss you. You're allowed to kiss, I don't want to continue. Yeah, on, they go you further. Know. Yes. We know. Okay, that's a very important. So, really, if you sleep with unruly dog, you know, and he has the same privilege, just what you've got, 
from his perspective, you have a no business to give him to lay down there or to do something, things, you know, because you are equals. Equals do not take authority from another equals. Mm-hmm. And number three, dogs do not do democracy well. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the biggest problem I see for the people in this country to give up democracy in relationship with the pets. Kids don't do democracy well, too, as we all know. So dogs do not speak in English. You know, they don't share Americans' values. So it's important for us to understand this and understand that dogs need as much democracy as the penguins need underwear in the Moscow winter. (laughs) That's not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, still to come from ABC's Good Morning America, Dr. Marty Becker going to help us find some places we can save some money when it comes to our pets without cutting corners. Also, Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. And of course, Vlade answering your dog behavior questions. Also, party animal Vinnie Penn, best-selling author Dean Kuntz. And I don't know if you can hear this. Studio Cat Boog is snoring. Can you hear that? My God, worse than me. Hi, this is Emmy Lou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay a new to your pet. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hey! You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hey, this is Artist Max, Groomer of the Year, and when I'm rolling in my vehicle, I'm listening to Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. Get at me! 
<laughs> Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. It is getting tougher and tougher to be able to afford just to pay rent, no less eat. Over at the old Abrams household, we're eating a lot of macaroni and cheese. The pets are eating very well. <laughs> they have top-of-the-line dog food, top-of-the-line cat food. But ever since the AIG bailout that we're paying for, but I'm not bitter. I'm sorry. I was told I'm not supposed to talk about that. Okay. It's it's tougher every day. You know, we see the foreclosures with more and more foreclosures, uh, more and more people dropping their pets off at the shelters. And I, personally, I can't see how you do that. They're a family member to me. And they will always eat better than I will. But if you're one of those people that's up against the line, you want to listen up. There are many ways you can save. Ways you can cut back without cutting corners. And our friend, America's favorite vet, Dr. Marty Becker, is back with us. Hi, Doc. How you doing? Hello, friend. Of course, you know I'm a radio disc jockey, and radio disc jockeys really don't make a lot of money, and especially in the animal welfare industry. So I have my pad of paper here and my pen, and I'm hoping you'll give me some ideas how I can uh, cut cut back without cutting those corners. I'm going to go through these pretty quickly, but I'm going to give you all of these are, are ones that have spent a lot of time you know, in the trenches figuring out with veterinarians and, and people in the pet industry. So, you know, number one is clinical trials. Uh, similar to human medicine, pets can be enrolled in veterinary medicine clinical trials, and so you want to talk to veterinary schools around the country. If your pet has something exotic, see if it can be part of a clinical trial. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, number two, ask for generic medications. Uh, your veterinary might be able to prescribe a generic equivalent of a name brand medication so you can take advantage of those $4 prescriptions at places like Walmart. Okay, okay. Uh, and people don't think about that. Also, a lot of times, and this is where you can get fooled, you'll see these Internet sites where it'll have 1-800-blank and, you know, but the, the thing you got to be careful of is the shipping cost. But ask mm. your veterinarian and say, listen, I call this place. This is the price I was quoted. Can you match it? And most of the time they will, and it'll save you the shipping cost, and you can take the product home with you right now. Uh, ask about discounts. Uh, according to Consumer Reports, 60% of veterinarians will discount services if you bring multiple pets in in one visit, and 50% give discounts if the pet owner is a senior citizen. Mm. You can also ask about military and law enforcement discounts. And also look for those special discount packages at certain uh, uh, pet awareness periods, like February is National Pet yeah. Dental Month, mm -hmm. and the second week of May is National Pet Week, and coming up in October is National Pet Wellness Month. So veterinarians will offer discounts during those periods. Uh, buy in bulk, buy the largest side of food, and split the portions with a family member, a friend, a neighbor, or coworker. This can easily save you 50%. Wow. Um, same thing on cat litter, chewies, and other treats. Buy them in bulk and just, just share them. Um, also, trade services, goods and services with people. Uh, other pet lovers are likely also feeling the squeeze, so look at doing a little bartering. And, and when you barter goods and services, they don't need to be the same. You can provide one thing, such as tax preparation, for another, such as pet sitting or pet supplies. Um, talk to your veterinarian about ways to cut costs. When it comes to treating a sick pet, discuss all the alternatives before making a decision because there may be less expensive or equally effective options that are available. We're going to take a quick break. I know you have a few more. We're with Dr. Marty Becker giving us some tips to save a little money with our animals without skimping on the stuff that you really need. Next hour, he'll have more tips with us right here on Animal Radio. I'm Susie Kurtz, and I'm listening to Animal Radio. 
and you should really check out the Farm Sanctuary website, farmsanctuary.org. First taker. One take. <laughs> Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is on the way to answer your behavioral questions about your dog or your husband. And Dr. <laughs> Debbie with your uh, medical questions, one 405 Dean Kuntz is our special guest today. And I think I've mentioned this before. He's a good writer, I guess. But, yeah, he uh, yeah, books. Yeah. He has some good stuff. But uh, Trixie Kuntz, who uh, passed in 2007, was a much better writer than uh, Dean. And uh, has, has actually goes on to write through Dean. And we'll be talking to him just a little later about that. Uh, Dr. Debbie, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing really good. Hot there in Vegas? Well, you know, it's starting to cool down, and we're starting to enjoy uh, the beginnings of of fall here, so it's below 100. (laughs) Oh, well, that's got to be nice. Who do we have on the phone with us? Hi, this is Marianne. Well, hi. How are you today? I'm I'm great, thanks. Um, My question is, we're getting a puppy in about a week and a half. Oh. um, Yeah. (laughs) Very fun. (laughs) It's exciting. I'm nervous, but... um, the breeder and the book um, that she recommended both say that we should keep the puppy like in a box close to our bed for the first couple of nights. And then, you know, I have a lot of dogs in my neighborhood, a lot of dog owners, and they say, well, some people say you should keep the puppy in the crate so they don't get used to it, you know, being close. So I was wondering what you thought. Okay. What kind of puppy are you getting? We're getting a Labradoodle. A Labradoodle. Oh, the best of both worlds there. (laughs) I'm a Labrador uh, lover myself, so um, I I definitely think the Labrador and any mixes thereof are fabulous. Um, As far as, um, have you had dogs before, or is this your first dog? It's really, I mean, I had dogs growing up, but this is really our, our first family dog. Okay. And it's, it's a great time. Puppyhood is so much fun, um, but it's also some of the most frustrating time you'll ever have with your, yeah. your with your dog. Um, and I am a firm believer in the crate training method. I'm not really sure what the box thing was. Um, if they were alluding to a crate, then I, I definitely support that. But I don't see a reason to keep a box um, as a kind of a way of uh, you know confining the pet because it, it really doesn't do the same thing that a crate does. Um, the idea with crate training really is is that we're we're pulling out an instinct that dogs already have. Um, yeah. They already have that instinct to want to kind of sleep in an enclosed area. And if you look at wild dogs, you know that's what they do. Wolves sleep in a den. They go out elsewhere to go poop and to go pee. So yeah. um, I definitely believe in that and to pull that instinct out and to use it to our advantage so that we can use it for house training and right. and also for um, you know to keep them away from things that they might get into when they're not supervised. Yeah. And uh, so, do you, do you have uh, reservations about that method? Well, no, I'm I'm all for the crate training and um, the the book that I just kind of solely read is that Monks of New Skeet, which um, seems like a a good training book. But I think they were saying she was saying to keep them close to you, like for the first couple of nights, so that they're not completely freaked out. I don't know what you well, think about that. 
I don't want to sleep in my mudroom by the crate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it's important for them not to feel totally abandoned. Um, I personally could not sleep with my puppies in the room, um, but I yeah. had a very vocal puppy who slept very loudly. He was a, a whiner, a crier, a kicker in his sleep, and, and that was just very disruptive. I do yeah. think it's important when you get a new puppy to do a couple things to make them feel as comfortable as possible. And remembering we're yanking them away from mom and all their, their yeah. siblings, so I do believe in using some of the sound therapies, um, getting okay. a nighttime sound machine. Um, you know, some people will play quiet music, but I think some of the the water sounds, the nature sounds, some of those type of things are very soothing. And there's specialized tapes you can get for uh, puppy training that are geared exactly towards that. Um, there's one called heartbeat therapy, which is very useful um, okay. for kind of calming dogs. Um, and then, you know, making sure that, you know, they have a comfortable spot. Um, but I'm a, I'm a believer in kind of letting them cry it out. Okay. <laughs> just like, uh, just like people with kids, you know, if they, they, if they cry and you pick them up, then, you know, you're reasserting that behavior and getting what they want is your attention. And, um, I think it's more important to, to raise a puppy who is independent and who doesn't yeah. always have to cling to the human in the household. Mm. You know what, uh, Marianne, I'm going to give you just some tips that we've learned in the last couple of days. I, I don't know if you can hear the chihuahua in the background. This, this brand new chihuahua just uh, came into uh, the studios a couple of days ago. And Judy, you're dealing with that at home. You're dealing with the whole sleeping issues. Well, I'm not sleeping. There are no sleeping issues. That's well, the problem. That's not true. That's not completely true. You are sleeping. But I am. Is the dog with you at the time? Yes. What I've done is I've got her in a crate and I keep her right by my bed. And if she wakes up in the night and starts whimpering, I stick my fingers through the crate. She kind of smells them and sucks on them, and she'll go right back to sleep. I think it's important to keep her with you, but still keep her confined. Let her see you, Let right. her, She knows I'm there. You know what else you were using is this CD you brought in? Uh, companion Music from Pet Botanica or Pet Botanica Boutique. It's a great way to help ease the stress of separation for your pet naturally. Does that work? Does the CD work? I think so. She really calms down. She's running around and crying and if I play this music, she kind of lays down and she settles down very well. She's only eight weeks old, so it's working for her. And we use a tape like that here in our kennels oh, to help calm pets when they're away from their um, their families. And um, it definitely has some good basis. So, yeah, I think some of those tools, I, I kind of disagree with, with, you know, keeping the puppy right by the bed. Because not every dog is going to respond and go to sleep. Mm. Some are going to take that little finger in the cage as a way of saying, oh, mommy's going to play with me now. <laughs> um, so for me, that was never a part of uh, my puppy training that I felt that ever worked. It was more disruptive for um, the training purpose. Okay, so it's tough love all the way around, huh? It is in my house. <laughs> okay. Hopefully that helps. Send us pictures of your new dog, okay? Your Labradoodle. Right, thank you. Thanks so much. No problem. Good luck. Very exciting time for their life. A brand new puppy in the household. You want to talk to Dr. Debbie? She's right here. one 405 right now. is Animal Radio Network. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. 
Animal Peoples published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. You know, the announcer guy gets on every week. He says Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. But yes. frankly, there's there's hundreds of characters. It's a dream team of animal experts that can help you with your problems or if you just want to say hello. It's all about the animals. And, of course, every week we have the world-famous Russian dog wizard. He is exclusive to Animal Radio, and he is Vlade. And, Vlade, i got to ask you a question. You know, I'm, sure. a, I'm a kitty guy. Not, not so much a dog that. guy. I know that. If you would like to hear somebody, how hell can be sound, hell will be... Hello! Meow! <laughs> That's the hell. <laughs> how, okay, how, go ahead. I want to know, how can I get my dog to respect me? What are some ways that I can get my dog to respect me? And then the most the cases, the dogs don't respect the owners because they don't demand for that respect because they think the dog is going to give them that respect out of gratitude. It's people is not going to happen, even in Hollywood movie. But let me tell you the five major points what you can do today and or right now to get respect out of your dog in no time. Number one. Say what you mean and do what you said. Be the man of your words. Be the lady of action. Can use the language of doggy mom, which is never say anything which she cannot enforce. She always reinforce what she says, and she never repeat herself. Number two, termi- terminate your dogs. Terminate democracy in your household. The first thing the Vladi comes in an American household, he tells them, ah, 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 people. All your problem in this household because you have too much democracy here. What else you expect from the Russians to tell you guys? <laughs> Number three, terminate your dog's welfare. What does it mean by, by that? Nothing bad. It means I like when the dogs have a job. As the cats. Cats in Russia is catching the mouses. <laughs> dogs need to guard. And, uh, you know, we don't need to give them something to guard because in most households they're already automatically becoming the guard dogs. But we need to give them another job to do, which is physical and mental. Physical exercise. Get your dog in the backyard. Make your dog run back and forth, back and forth, back and forth without stopping. After put the collar on leash or do off leash training if you're ready. Sit, stay, down, stay, calm. 15 minutes, two times per day, all what it takes to get that dog be tired. Tired dog is the good dog. Like the tired husbands are the good husbands. Of course, tired old husbands are the good husbands. Not the young husbands is the good husbands. Number four, take away privileges. It means if you sleep with you in your, in your bedroom, in your bed, 
my my friends, I always tell my females clients, if I slept with you in your bed, I would not listen to you either. Because it's create relationship among equals. Equals do not take authority from another equals. And number five, retire your dog from the security duty. I just learned, but by allowing your dog to bark in your household as police officer or security officer on duty, you automatically giving your dog um, sense so they are in charge. And when they're in charge, I got to tell you, leaders, don't follow followers. Okay, those five tips that Vlade just gave us, we're going to post them at animalradio.com so you can check them out for your very own self there, your bad self, your big bad self. You can go see those tips right there, animalradio.com. Also, we've been cleaning out the closets here at Animal Radio. And uh, because we are moving, we've mentioned this several times, and we put together a big doggy package. This is, uh, well, we actually have either for a big doggy package or a big for a small doggy package. We've put together a big doggy, small doggy package. Really, i got to stop the vodka so early in the morning. I think that's <laughs> Anyway, we're going to give it out. If you can tell us what Vlade said earlier, what are the three things that dogs cannot do at one time? What are the three things that dogs cannot do at one time? Call us right now at one 405 8405 Tell us what those things were, and we'll get you that doggy package. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. Eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio. Hal and Judy and you, and of course Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard who celebrated his birthday last weekend. What did you do, big guy? Uh, it was a wonderful party with American balloons, you know, all American traditions, and of course some Russian traditions, which is caviar and a lot of vodka. Vodka? You know, vodka. 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 You know, vodka. It's a sorry for Michigan accent. Vodka. And the right name is vodka. Okay. okay. Vodka. 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 And as a matter of fact, vodka. Yeah, I am. Uh, you can list it on the website too. People should know. <laughs> so I, I'm collecting a lot of vodka, vodka from Russia. So when one day I'm gonna meet you guys mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Yes. Soon it's gonna be. Hopefully it's gonna be soon. We are going to have a great Russian party with you. You know, and the hell will taste all of them, and he will be <laughs> so happy. So probably he will go on the floor like like going out like a cat. Going out of the studio after that. And one of the best vodka in Russia or vodka is the Putinka in the talking of the Russian president Putin. You cannot make the bad vodka in Russia and name it by and give it name Putinka. You will be dead dog in no time yeah. if you do that. Do we do we possibly have a winner here for the big contest here? What are the three wow. things that a dog and a person cannot do? And I gotta stress again that you, you actually tested this. You actually tested this with your urologist. Let's go to the phones. Hi, Hi who's this? This is Helen. Excuse me. I'm a smoker. My name is Helen. I'm a smoker. He- Helen. 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 Yeah, you're a smoker. A big fan of the show. 
Well, yeah, Hal, you know that. I call you all the time. Yeah, I think uh, I think we've spoken before. Helen, you've had to change your number because of me, Dollface. You know that. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, welcome <laughs> to the show, Helen. Thank you, Doll. Love you. Long-time listener, short-time attention span. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We, you know what? Know, you, we you, don't know what's the better, to be a smoker or a drinker, so it's okay. <laughs> I mix. I do a little of each. <laughs> okay. Depends on the day. Right now, it's uh, it's time for another drink. Oh, it sounds it washes, like me. It washes down like the phlegm. I like three things. I like a good cigar. I like yes. a wonderful vodka, vodka, yes. and a wonderful woman. That's the three things together comes wonderfully. And when we go to the Los Angeles, I will invite Hale to the Russian restaurant. We'll have a, this three things. I will not take the Judy with me. Well, maybe Helen. You know? Maybe Helen could come I was along. Say, it sounds like I a perfect do a match. Date. Yeah. I don't shave my legs. Is that okay? You know what? You sound like you'd be a perfect uh, match for Vladi. You know, I'm just saying. That's what I'm exactly. Are you single, Dollface? Are you asking me? Yes, you face. Dollface. Okay. Doctor. Okay, you're asking me if I'm single I'm or not. You, are you okay. single? Yes. And what is your. I'm right now, currently I do, but what your shaving. What your not shaving legs has to do to the. to I'm single or not? I still get it. Hell, could you translate me, please? Yeah, he this says. This gentleman uh, has, a, has some accent I, which I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, who do you want me to translate? Vlade says that uh, apparently if you don't shave uh, your legs, that he's probably not single. Breaker. That's a deal yes. breaker. Okay, Dollface, I'll shave for you. I talk right now. Uh, it's my show. Okay, sit down, stay. Uh, listen, in America, everybody's uh, kind of crazy about the hair. I mean, people in this country want to shave everything. They shave their hands, they shave their legs, their chest, their back. Tell me, please, Hal, what is the wrong with the nation? Why everybody is just, you know, so afraid of showing the human hair and the body? Tell me, please. You know, I really don't understand it myself. I've actually shaved a heart shape out of the hair on my back. And, you know, some ladies really dig that. I dig okay. manscaping. <laughs> manscaping. manscaping. I love manscaping, dollface. <laughs> Helen, uh, you, you called yes. to answer about the, yes. the three things that uh, humans and dogs cannot do at the same time. Do you, do you have any clue there? I, I believe I do, Hal. They cannot pee, they cannot chew, and they cannot swallow at the same wow. time. Wow. You, you're probably working for FBI. For for immigration department, you're gonna go I after watch, me. Like I watch that. a lot. I watch a, I watch a lot of Discovery Channel. <laughs> oh boy, uh, hell, this guy is dangerous. Just disconnect him. I mean, I made my pee, my pants pee now. He knows everything. He's like Polish man. They think they knows everything. Helen, which, do which dog did you interview to get this information? Who coughed it up? Was this puppy or was this lucky? Helen, uh, Helen, we, we, hey, thank we you can for do a great show with that man. We need to invite him in Los Angeles, too. Uh, Vladi, though, I have to tell you, it's not a man. Yeah, this is Helen. Helen. This I'm is Helen. This is, this is Helen. She's a little bit, she has a little bit of a rough voice, but that's... Be How long have you been smoking now, Helen? Well, I started when I was about seven and uh, 53. So, uh, oh, give or, give or take what... 20 years. But okay. let me tell you this. I once I was a singer and a dancer. You were a singer and a dancer? And then I lost my voice. Oh. Now, Helen, you hold on there for one second. Edit that in post-production. Dollface. Oh, damn straight. You know I will, Dollface. <laughs> I love. You know what? Helen, I love you a lot. And, and love your show, I, baby. I, I got to give you a sloppy kiss. And I want. And I need. 
Good day, animal lovers. Vinny Pan, your party animal coming at you on Animal Radio. Got an interesting question I'd like to ask you folks out there. And, of course, feel free to hit me up at Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. And it is Vinny, I-E, at the end, much as my father hated that. He always thought I should go V-I-N-N-Y. But another story, perhaps, for another time. Uh, my question is this. Why is it whenever I park my car in a convenience store parking lot and I'm getting out and cutting between two other cars on my way to walk into the store, the rabid, aggressive, hostile beast that someone has left in their vehicle, usually a pickup truck, it is ninja quiet until I'm in between the two cars and then lunges through the halfway rolled down window of the truck just at the time that I'm passing through the cars. Can anyone answer that? It's like these dogs are left in the front seat of the vehicle and, and almost trained to, now you don't make a sound, don't let anybody know you're in there until they're creeping in between our car and the car next to us and then scare the bejesus out of them. Because you know the guys who own these dogs say things like bejesus. The other day I was on my way into the convenience store, just wanted to grab a soda, which I didn't even wind up doing because the the Mountain Dew would have finished me off, the heart attack I had in the parking lot. It would have been the final blow. I'm walking in between a car and a truck. This, 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 this German Shepherd Pitbull Rottweiler hybrid, yes, I believe they exist, and I'm going to call it a Germit Ryler. Germit Weiler. I'm going to call it a Germit Weiler. Comes lunging through the halfway rolled down window just at the, I mean, not three minutes before, three seconds before, not three feet before, just as I'm in between. And there's just enough window down so that when he's barking wildly, his saliva splatters me on the side of my face and I have to scream, which I've been told I scream kind of like a girl in the parking lot of the convenience store. The owner, of course, thinks this is hilarious, but if I was with my five-year-old, that would have been it. The, the dogs would have been off limits for the rest of her life. So please, somebody out there tell me, are, are dog owners training their dogs to sit like ninjas on the front seat of their vehicle with the window rolled halfway down, trained to wait just until that person cuts in between their vehicle and the one next to it, just for laps? Is it? I got it. It's a hidden camera show. It's when dogs scare the crap out of you in parking lots. And hey, Vinnie Penn's on the, the debut episode. Vinnie Penn, party animal, animal radio. Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. I noticed my neighbor's cat, Slater, was having trouble jumping up on the fence, so I suggested they try FlexPet. It's the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility. It's the only one with CM8, and it works for both cats and dogs. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee, the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility, they offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee. 
and no time limit like others who require 30, 60, or even 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You can't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet. 1-800-END-PAIN. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by OxyFresh Pet Oral Hygiene Solution. With OxyFresh, you can save money on expensive dental care with Pet Oral Hygiene Solution and save your pet from embarrassing bad breath moments. Kissable Fresh, OxyFresh, visit www.oxyfresh.com for more information. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. It's Animal Radio, you lucky devil, you. 1-866-405-8405 author, best-selling author, Gene Kuntz on the way, and he'll be talking about, uh, well, Trixie Kuntz, who passed in 2007, who was a great writer, really, uh, between you and me, a better writer than Dean. That's what I'm saying. But uh, Dean has taken some of her thoughts and put them in a brand new book, and we'll be sharing them uh, in just a few minutes. one 405 to talk to Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, or Dr. Debbie, the world-famous animal radio vet. Hi, who's this? Hi, it's Crystal. How are you? Good, Crystal. Where are you calling from? Um, I live in Chattanooga, but I'm on, my boyfriend is a truck driver, and we're in Illinois right now. Ooh, you, you got a boyfriend that'll take you all across the country, huh? Everywhere. Yes. You travel. It's fabulous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you are on with Dr. Debbie. Okay. I Hi have, there. Um, how are you? I'm doing really good. Good. I, I have a quick question for you. I have two, um, two cats. They're about four years old. They are, they're long-haired. And they are mancoons, so they're very big cats. From what I've been told, mancoons are pretty large. Yeah, um, they're, they're a good-sized kitty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, about a year and a half ago, about a year ago, I had taken both of them to the vet. And my boy, his name is Tigger, he was just under 20 pounds. And the vet said that he was um, could stand to lose a pound or two but was not scarcely overweight. Okay. Um, here, I have not taken to the vet this year, but I'm sure he's probably about 23 pounds, maybe. And uh, climbing that keeps, scale up. <laughs> he, he just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I, I tried to cut his food down at one time. I've, I've been on the road with my boyfriend the last couple of weeks, so I've been leaving food out for them. He just, he just 
eats it all up real fast as soon as he can, and I don't know what I what should I do. <laughs> I need to get him to lose weight and stop this. He eats way yeah. too fast. Yeah, so they, they're they on automatic feeding, or you just leave a bowl out? No, it's, well, it, it's called a self-feeder, but you just fill it up, and whenever they eat whatever's in the bowl, more comes out. It's not set okay. on a time or anything like that. Okay. Well, um, for those that don't know, a, a Maine Coon cat is kind of like the sumo wrestler of the cat world. They are big. Um, they're big-bodied, but they don't necessarily have to be fat. Um, and, and I see some challenges that you have in your living situation for Tigger. And, and the, the honest truth is that more cats get fat on a free-choice dry food than on anything else. So that is going to be one big limitation for you. Um, canned food, and, and this is where veterinarians kind of back up and say, I know I told you not to feed canned food, but I'm telling you to feed it now. Um, <laughs> canned food can actually be um, more helpful when we're managing weight problems in cats. And it's because that they don't have, um, their appetite centers don't seem to kind of go haywire with that. With dry food, they kind of graze and they eat and they eat and they eat and they're trying to fill themselves up on the carbohydrates and the protein. And in canned food, there's generally more protein. And, and that's kind of where I like to go with kitties that have weight problems. I go kind of on what they call the catkins diet, <laughs> where, we're, where we're not limiting carbohydrates, but rather we're increasing protein and then that's the focus um so there are some dry foods out there that um are more geared that way um i believe innova has a dry food um so if you're looking for one kind of leading that way and you can't go to the canned varieties and i'm not just talking about giving like fancy feast or other canned foods um if we're really dealing with a weight issue then i would talk to your veterinarian about a weight loss diet that is kind of catkins friendly and they'll know the ones there's you know purina has one called om uh hills has one md um but those kind of follow that philosophy for cats because they really are carnivores and we have to keep that in mind okay um and then, I mean, the other thing is, you know, indoor cats are safe from a lot of things outside, but they don't always get the most activity. And that's, I'd look for ways that we can enrich that and find some challenging ways to um, increase their activity level. So I don't know if, if you have tried anything along that route so far. Yeah, I try to get them toys, but they, they break them pretty fast. So I go through their toys pretty fast. <laughs> but um, yeah. I have tried to play with them a little more, especially here recently since it's, quite noticeable that he's gained some weight in the last couple months. Yeah. And if you're around, um, one good way is to, to kind of, instead of leaving food out, is to have like little mini meals through the day where you can either hide the food or put it in a toy and kind of make them work for that rather than have them just sit down in front of the food bowl and say, feed me, Mom. <laughs> and then for activity and toys, it, we know we can't get cats on treadmills. So that's, forget right. that. <laughs> but, a lot of people have success with things like laser pointers um, and yeah. using that as a way to get them out and get them active. Um, cat dancers and little feather toys where you kind of swing it around and get them moving, those are all really good things as well. Um, and then if you have a cat that you're fortunate likes to retrieve or to bat a ball around, that too is you know, wait, little ways we can get that activity level up because it's the same formula <laughs> for dogs and cats as it is for people. Okay. Restrict the yeah, I think I like the laser thing. I've had a laser before, and they both liked it. Uh, Emma likes balls. Tigger doesn't really. So yeah, just find more and, things to play with. <laughs> yeah, and find definitely things that you know that will work for your kitty. And um, you know, it takes time. And we really, when we're talking about trying to lose weight in cats, we really 
want to keep in mind, we don't want them to not eat anything because there can be some very dangerous liver problems that happen if cats stop eating completely. So we're not talking about tough love with food in cats. We just want to try to trick them into eating the way we want them to eat. So that is very important. Will the canned food help him slow down eating? For some cats, yeah, um, and the, the canned foods um, in general, um, when I'm talking about canned foods, I'm talking about these weight loss diets, so right. um, that's that's what we're focusing on, but um, they generally don't have that same tendency to kind of go overboard, as okay. well as they can you can control the feeding times if you feed out um, once in the morning, once in the evening, maybe a mini meal in the day. Just keep in mind the daily amount that you have to feed. And if you talk to your veterinarian about uh, how much to feed, um, a lot of vets will just say, follow the instructions on the bag or on the container. And I've been guilty of that because sometimes you're busy and it's hard to do. But <laughs> we really want to ask your veterinary professional to calculate your pet's calorie needs because that's very important. Some pets are very active, some are not. Calculate their calorie needs and then figure out how much is in the food that you're feeding because um, every food's different, and we don't want to just assume, you know, half a cup or a quarter a can is going to be enough or what have you. So okay. make your vet do the work. <laughs> All right, great. Thank you so much. Okay, my pleasure, Crystal, and thank you for the call. I know a lot of people are out there battling the battle of the bulge with their cats and dogs, and, you know, it takes hard work. Stick with it, and uh, you can get through it. Um, keep those pets healthy because obesity is actually one of the most common diseases in pets. This is Dr. Debbie on Animal Radio, one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A dog owner in Scotland wasn't sure what to make of his dog's rattling stomach. When Chris Morrison took his dog Oscar to the vet, he had no idea what was wrong with his five-year-old lab. The vet suspected Oscar might have eaten something other than dog food, but when he went into his stomach, he was stunned. Vet Bob Hesketh found 13 golf balls. One of them was black from having been inside Oscar for so long. Oscar's owner explained that he and Oscar loved to take long walks on the golf course at night and in the early morning. He knew Oscar liked golf balls and enjoyed bringing them home. He had no idea he was swallowing them. Oscar's now on a diet of watered-down food until his stomach heals, and although he can still go for walks on the golf course, he wears a muzzle as part of his no-golf-ball diet. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people, too. Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hello, I'm Kay Brown, reporting for Animal Radio. If you were going to be stranded on a desert island, who would you choose to be stranded with? Brad Pitt? Angelina Jolie? Minus all their kids, of course. Well, according to a new survey, more than two-thirds of Americans would rather be stranded on a desert island with their pet rather than with their partner. Health insurance provider Pet Plan also discovered that more than half the pet parents surveyed threw parties for their pets. 63% cook for them, 68% dress their pets up, while a whopping 70% share their bed with a pet. 
Speaking of surveys, a British survey has tried to work out which breed of dog is most likely to destroy your home. Top marks if you suggested the klutzy Great Dane as the title holder, but I bet you didn't pick the runner-up, the tiny Chihuahua. In its lifetime, the average Chihuahua apparently causes $1,100 worth of damage to things like soiled carpets, scratched doors, through to chewed sofas and broken ornaments. And so which are the most non-destructive breeds? The Pug and the Gentle St. Bernard. Overseas, German police and firefighters chased a rogue kangaroo for several hours through the small town of Siegberg before finally netting it. The fire chief, Thomas Glatz, admitted he initially thought reports of the rogue roo were a prank, but it turns out the bouncing escapee was one of two kangaroos called Tequila and Sunrise that were kept as house pets. Now, here's a cool idea. A Mediterranean tourist mecca has set aside a beach just for dogs. Aya Napa in Cyrus is better known for all-night partying, but it's now introduced the first legal beach exclusively for animals, after complaints that it was becoming a dog's life for man's best friend. The move follows what's thought to have been a dog rage incident when a dog walker and his pooch were run down by a car after a heated exchange with a fellow beach user opposed to animals. However, despite the wealth of support from dog walkers, it's only a temporary haven. The beach is eventually going to be turned into a yacht marina. And did you see the movie Snakes on a Plane? Have you been on an Air India flight lately? Because if so, you could have watched a real-life version. Horrified crew discovered a snake coiled up under a seat after the passenger jet landed in Delhi and the passengers had gotten off. Despite their best efforts, they weren't able to catch it as it slithered around the plane, eventually disappearing into an air vent. Air India staff later denied the reptile was a venomous cobra, saying although they couldn't be sure exactly what type of snake it was, it had obviously been scared off and no longer posed a risk because they say ground staff and fumigators couldn't find it. You're right, bags not be on that plane's next flight. I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. For more information, go to pettalkradio.com.au. This has been an Animal Radio news update. Get more at animalradio.com. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at flexpet.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And while Dean Koontz is a well-known, best-selling author, I think really the better Koontz writer is Trixie Koontz. Of course, <laughs> Trixie left us in 2007. I think Dean's on the phone. I think oh. I heard you. Oh, I, oh, hold on one second. Dean? Yes. Oh, hi. How are you doing, Dean? I'm doing well. I heard myself dissed, but I'm still okay. <laughs> well, you know, I, I got to tell you that I, maybe I just relate to the uh, to the dog more. I, the dog is so honest and always tells the truth. So I've been a big fan of Trixie, and of course, when Trixie passed in 2007, she got what fifty thousand condolences. We got the uh, email and snail mail. We got so much uh, snail mail that it came in baskets, uh, and it all together totaled over fifty thousand condolences. Mm. And many, many touching stories about people losing their own pets and what it meant to them. So it was it was quite a, quite a uh, surprise to us that will, people cared that much. Will you tell listeners about what happened with the passing and, and three weeks later? 
yes, we uh, well first we'd had Trixie for nine years. She was an assistance dog for uh, uh, a young woman who'd lost her legs in a traffic accident, and Trixie was trained by Canine Companions for Independence. Mm-hmm. And then Trixie had a a uh, elbow surgery when she was uh, two and a half and had a leave service because they have to pull a wheelchair in a pinch. So at three she came to live with us and lived with us nine years, and. Uh, she got a very rapid moving blood cancer and uh, and passed very quickly from the first symptom to the last was 10 days. And wow. um, so we were devastated. We always knew it was going to be very painful to lose her, uh, like losing a child, but it was worse than we thought. And we were in very deep grief, and it was about... Every Saturday at 2 o'clock, uh, we stopped what we were doing. We just couldn't think um, about doing anything because she had died at 2.10. And we uh, we got up and walked around the property, uh, my wife and I, and uh, just spent the next hour or so uh, just going to places Trixie had loved around here. And it was the third Saturday, and we walked out of my office, down some steps to a little garden area she had particularly liked. And as we stepped into the gardening area, it was... A, we were a little late getting out. It was precisely the minute she would have died. Mm-hmm. Out of these pepper trees came this butterfly larger than my hand. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen one that big, and it was bright gold. And, of course, Trixie was a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. And it fluttered around our faces, and neither one of us were startled or alarmed by it. It fluttered wings against her faces and her heads around and around three times, both of us, and then soared up into the trees and disappeared. And Jerry looked at me right away and said, was that Trixie? And I said, yeah, yeah I think it was. And neither one of us could actually talk about it anymore at that point. And later that evening, Jerda said, she wanted to say, the butterfly was so unusual. And I said, why do you think it was? Because I thought it was unusual, too. She said, well, the wings were so thick. They seemed to me like they even had a rope of neon around the perimeter of them. And I said, to me, it looked almost like stained glass thickness. Um, And uh, with letting around the edge, they were so thick. And we got books of butterflies and looked in them, and we got a book that has all the butterflies in the world, and there was no butterfly like this. And no one who's lived here has ever seen it before or since. So we took it to be, and I know cynics will grimace and everything, but we took it to be uh, a sign saying, okay, I'm fine, and your grief doesn't have to be so intense. Mm. Well, I've got goosebumps. Yeah, it's well, you know, I think we all deal with uh, the loss of our pet eventually, and it can be very... Very heart-wrenching. It could be even more than losing a family member because, well, they are a family member, but it might be some, you might even feel guilty because you mourn your dog or you mourn your cat more than you, maybe mom or dad or your brother or Uncle Louie. And it could be a very tough time, and it was very tough for you. So this spiritual moment that you had, do you find that there are cynics that people say, yeah. Well, you know, what actually happened was uh, two things to that. I once, when I was promoting Darkest Evening of the Year, which is a book about Golden Retriever Rescue, is a novel set against that. Uh, I did some radio interviews, and one had some call-ins, and people called in, and a woman called in and said just what you did. I'm embarrassed to say this, but when I lost our our dog, it was worse grief and worse pain than losing a parent or even losing a sibling. Mm-hmm. And I said, don't be embarrassed. It's loss is loss. Um, it's it's the same thing. And remember, no matter how much we love human beings, we're all flawed, and human relationships are all problematic to one degree or another. Whereas a, a, a relationship with a pet, and especially with a beautiful dog, is... Um, 
is perfect. The animal is innocent. They always want to please, and you're with them more too. You're with them essentially twenty four seven. If if especially if you're at home, retired, or working home, and it's perfectly normal to have that grief because uh, you're losing somebody very very close to you. We're with Dean Coons, and we're talking about the late Trixie Coons. Who? Uh, how old was Trixie when she passed? She was almost twelve. Twelve years old. She was a prophet and always had something very wise to say. And you have captured that in a book that extends her life with some great, wonderful quotes. It's called Bliss to You, Trixie's Guide to a Happy Life. My favorite uh, quote from inside is, Love and sausage are alike, can never have enough of either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I noticed something when I wrote things for Trixie first her web page and uh, her part in a newsletter expanded until she became the whole newsletter that we send out. People liked her more than me, and uh, it's not so surprising. She's uh, less argumentative than I am, but uh, she uh, there was something wonderful about getting in the dog's head and writing through the dog's point of view. And this book, Bliss to You, is not only her little dog wisdoms, but eight steps to achieving the bliss that a dog lives with every day. And as she says in the first step is calm, and she says human beings, dogs live in a place called quiet heart, and mm-hmm. human beings live in a, most of the time in a place called desperate heart. And if we could move into her zip code, we'd be on the trail of <laughs> happiness. And she's tries to show you that. Now, if I sat down and wrote about these eight things that will make your life happier, it would be sort of a a philosophical book, and and people would be either bored to tears by it or, or, or just have no interest in it. But when it comes from a dog who is, as you said, they can't lie, so you know she's telling you what she honestly believes, and what comes in that funny voice of the dog, it's surprising. People listen, and it moves people in a different way. So it's 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 been a wonderful experience, everything I've written from her point of view. It's almost like play. And it's very different than Dean Koontz stuff. I mean, she has a, to- a totally different style. And you've just pretty much transcribed what she's uh, said in the past, right? Yeah, I sort of just uh, listen. And like I say in this particular book, after she passed and I agreed to do this book with Hyperion, I'd quit my work at the end of the day and turn off the computer and come in in the morning. And it would be on, and there would be a new chapter yeah. in her book. So. Yeah. I'm trying to teach my cat to do that. Uh, <laughs> well, Trixie liked cats. But, of course, as every dog does, she has to sometimes say negative things about them. Well, this is a fun book, Bliss to You, Trixie's Guide to a Happy Life. I have ten copies to give away at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's on the Hyperion label, so you got to go out, pick it up. Any good bookstore worth their while will have this. Try Borders, uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com. Bliss to You. It's the latest by our late Trixie Kuntz, as told to Dean Kuntz, who's joining us. Do we expect a, a follow-up to this book? Well, actually, yes. Hyperion is going to do another one down the road, and I have signed with them to write Trixie's memoir, uh, my memoir of, uh, of her life with us. And something unusual is happening in, on the Trixie thing. Uh, somebody came to us about doing a line of children's books, Putnam Penguin, mm. and uh, the first one of those will come in stores September next year. Rizzoli came to us about doing a calendar, and Hyperion said, wait a minute, if there's going to be a calendar, we want to do it, and that'll be Trixie Bliss to You 2010. There's a video game company uh, working on a possible Trixie video game, and it's it's wonderful because if this little dog has a long shadow, I'll be delighted. And she uh, she gives all of her income from all her enterprises to Canine Companions for Independence to pay the 
um, medical bills for uh, catastrophic medical bills for dogs of disabled people. So uh, it's just kind of a thing that's so much fun to do and to see that something good comes of it is just a tremendous bonus. Are there any other pets in your life, Dean? Well, after losing Trixie, we uh, we were in grief for quite a while, and uh, Canine Companions for Independence and also the Assistance Dog Institute, both of which we work with, had said to us, let us give you another release dog. But it took us eight months before we finally said yes, and ten months till we had one. And we got this little dog, a golden retriever named Anna, who failed out of the CCI program after 22 months of training, uh. of 24 months. She was two months from graduation. But they couldn't break her of staring at rabbits, birds, cats. <laughs> Which is not good for an assistance therapy dog. Not, not a good idea. No, she wouldn't chase them, but she'd stare at them. So she came to live with us, and we were so struck by how much she looked like Trixie uh-huh. that we thought we were just being sentimental. And uh-huh. then her vets saw her and said, uh, my God, you know, one of the beauties of the Goldens are they have so many different faces. There are a lot of individuals. And uh, the vets say, we, we looked at hundreds of Goldens over the years, but this one, her face is Trixie. She's a smaller dog. But I said, we thought so too, but we thought maybe it was just us. And then when CCI sent us her heritage uh, and everything, we discovered that they didn't even know this because she'd been sent to the local CCI from a distant chapter, that uh, Anna, our new dog, her grandfather was Trixie's brother from Trixie's litter. So she's Trixie's great niece, which is an astonishing thing. Uh, If thousands of dogs going through this program from all these breeders in 15 states and we end up with one, two degrees of separation from wow. our Trixie. It's pretty amazing. It is. Do you expect that she's going to have the, uh, or she's going to develop the same writing abilities that Trixie did? Well, she's just a little over two now, so she's still too much puppy to focus uh-huh. on, on creating words. But but I have noticed that she's got an interest in higher mathematics, and she's at, at my old calculus books from high school. <laughs> well, give her a big old hug for us, will you? I will do that, and a tummy rub. Uh, Dean Coots joining us on Animal Radio. We have more Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Shelley Morrison from Willing Grace, and I'm on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pets. Please. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard canine dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. 
Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. This is Animal Radio Network. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every weekend. 1-866-405-8405, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your dog behavior questions. And we have Dr. Debbie answering your vet questions. Right now, Dr. Marty Beckers has some tips saving money on pet care. Now, we started this last hour. I believe you have a few more tips for us, Doc? I'll tell you two or three more really good ones. And this, this surprised me as a veterinarian. There are... Breed-specific assistance groups and organizations that provide assistance to senior, disabled, or ill pet owners. You can go to akc.org or hsus.org, and so there's things for certain breeds of dogs, uh, and so there's there's a list of things there. Like, give me an example. Like, if you have a boxer, you can go to the the breed-specific boxer assistance groups, and they'll provide assistance to you. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't even know that existed. No, I didn't either. Now, now this bears repeating, and this is if somebody's getting a new pet, mutt versus purebred. You know, Mm. some folks insist on buying a purebred, but, you know, the the fans of mixed breeds, and this includes veterinarians, these pets without pedigree cost a lot less up front, and they're less prone to genetic defects because of what we call, you know, the... You know the hybrid effect. Uh, you know by by mixing them together, it dilutes the the genetic problems that you see. So what you're saying is it's cheaper to have a mutt than it is to to have a purebred. It's cheaper to have a mutt, and they're healthier. They're they're. This is not just hyperbole. They're proven to have fewer medical problems. And I'm going to give you one la- one more. This is to call your veterinarian uh, for advice before you actually go to the vet. And oh. one of the things great about having a warm, long term relationship with your veterinarian is that you can call and get free advice over the phone. If your dog's vomiting, it's probably dietary indiscretion, and giving Pepto-Bismol and withholding food or water for 12 hours will take care of it. Well, if your cat's not eating, that's a veterinary emergency and needs to be seen right away. If a dog is itching during the winter months in a free flea area like uh, Bonner's Ferry, Idaho, well, it's probably dry skin from low humidity, and a good coat supplement or medicated bath will take well, care now, of it quite nicely. You're the only doctor, well, one of like a handful of doctors that will really do that. That's one of the things about a re- where the relationships and the primary concern are not the lowest cost. If those clients that, that appreciate what you do and, and you know are accepting of your recommendations, we're going to look for ways to try to save them money. You really do that with all your clients? Uh, honestly, it, well, here it, it's a selfish reason. I learned this when I first started practicing 30 years ago from a veterinarian that was a mentor to me. He talked about the fact that people called with a question, and you rolled your eyes and went, oh, gosh, can't they see I'm busy? Mm. Uh, then the staff members just like going back, well, you know, I'll go back there and get hit upside of the head again, you know, by taking them this question. But if you're willing to take it, sure, and take that question and preface it with something that is honest, like, you know, I'm getting ready to go into surgery or I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to go into the exam room but i wanted to take your call so people know you know your time is is urgent here but if you listen to people and uh, sometimes you need to say listen you need to bring it in and other times um you know just tell them that it's you know that that whole thing about the dry skin a dog itching in northern idaho which i had this last week at the vet hospital 
I told them it's because it's getting drier and just use a coat supplement and use a little medicated bath and that's all it was. This is what makes you America's favorite vet and I'm so hyped about the new book, The Ultimate Dog Lover. Tell us about it, please. Well, it's a different book and a lot of people know me from, uh, you know, the chicken soup books. Mm -hmm. And this book is like one-third those heartwarming stories, those chicken soup stories. It's one-third amazing photographs. And we say it's, it's stories that words alone can't tell. We had 60,000 photographs submitted for this book. Wow. I'm not surprised. So they're printed. I think you've seen the books. They're printed in beautiful four color. They're really pretty. The new book, The Ultimate Dog Lover. I have 10 copies to give away at one 405 8405 Or head on out to Barnes & Noble or Borders or Amazon.com. Doc, we'll speak to you very soon again. Thank you, friend. The most common pet emergencies veterinarians see are fractures, intestinal blockage, ingestion of household chemicals, lacerations, and soft tissue trauma, all of which can result from accidents at home. Pet-proofing your home is a simple and inexpensive way to keep your furry family members safe and happy. Here are some reminders. Fertilizers should be used carefully and sparingly. Take care with antifreeze, gasoline, oil, insecticides, or cement. There are more than 230 plants and 13 foods identified by the ASPCA as potential hazards to your pet's health. You can learn more at ASPCA.org. Lock up all your medications because things like aspirin and ibuprofen can cause kidney failure and sometimes death in pets. Remove pennies, nicotine products, mothballs, and batteries that might be lying around your house. Bones from pork chops, chicken, and ribs can splinter and cut the inside of your dog's mouth and intestinal tracts. Cover exposed electrical cords or outlets to prevent burns and electrocution. Also use baby gates to block off any spaces where your pets could be in danger of falling. A little preventive thought now will go a long way. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Animal Radio, one 405 to talk to the world-famous Russian dog wizard that, of course, is uh, Vlade. Hi, who's this? Uh, my name is Ed. Ed? Yeah. Where are you calling from, Ed? I'm uh, actually out in Northern California today. I'm a truck driver. Well, Ed, I hope you have a dog problem that we can help you with. I know Vlade, he's never, ever failed. He always succeeds. Russians okay. never fail. Well, I, I've got an issue uh, with my dog that rides in the truck with me. Okay, she's, go ahead, uh, Ed. She's a t approximately two-year-old blue healer. Excuse me, could you tell again? Uh, she was about a year old. When Ed, what, I, when, what kind of dog what, again? Queensland, blue healer, Australian cattle dog. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she was about a year old when I found her. I picked her up along the freeway. Oh, I believe it. Uh, okay, so uh, she is becoming so well-mannered, but she is obsessive about food, and I would like, I mean, she will steal food off the table, off the dash of the truck, 
Barred home. She left in a prime rib roast right off the kitchen counter at Christmas time. <laughs> it's remind me never story people America. Never my story. It's like a guy came home after second shift, ten eleven o'clock in the night, and uh, his little dog. He just she just made the dinner for him, and the dog stole it and grabbed it, and basically was in the corner. And the wife, wife, which is dog. Basically, his wife was uh, sleeping, and he was scared to walk you up because he knows she's she gonna kick his butt too, and he was afraid to, to grab his ribs back from the dog because dog was growling at him. So he called me and said, "I just, you know, just came came home, couldn't eat it, and just jumped back to sleep, and I was hungry, you know, and he was so mad about this." So you want to stop your dog from stealing the items? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There is a two things happening is here. The dog can steal in your presence. And the dog can steal in your absence. When the dog steals in your presence, it means has a no respect to you whatsoever. I mean, the dogs would never steal the thing which belonged to the leader, to the alpha in their presence. Now, when the dog, when you are not around, all bets are off. And it has nothing to do to respect. And uh, some dogs, I mean, maybe you were giving food scraps uh, before the dog got, got this love that taste, human food is... I guess much delicious than the dog's food. Now you need to put something bitter taste on uh, that dog, uh, on on the products or on the dog food, uh, human food which you are living around. So I like to do, uh, I like to do setup. You can do setup depends on situation if it's truck or it's your home in a couple of ways. You can do, for instance, um, there is a product called by name. Uh, Scott. So what it is, basically you can type on Google or Yahoo, uh, compressed air um, boundary protection. What it is, it's a very cheap, you can put uh, on the counter and the dog approach to the counter or to the table, it's a meat spray of compressed air. Like, pssst, you know, and the dog jumps, backs off. You okay. can put some black paper, pepper, excuse me, black pepper on the piece of the sandwich, sandwich or uh, hot dog or Burger King or something, whatever, whatever is left over, um, black, not the red. You can use the red, also red paper. And uh, you know, if your dog is sensitive enough to that, they're gonna hate it and just stay away from that products uh, from the human food. So the only thing your dog needs to learn in this situation, the human human food doesn't taste right. That's all what they need to learn a couple of times, and that's it. Now, at the worst case scenario, if nothing works, uh, especially in the home environment, use the product by name Scatmat. Scatmat, it is a, a clear a plastic thing, which is almost invisible, like, um, uh, how say it properly? I always confuse this. Shit, sh- like, not the shit, shit. Okay. Sheet. 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 Thank you. Thank you. I always confuse it. You know? Uh, so put it on the floor, and it uh, has a battery operatable. It's a uh, create like static unpleasant, not like shock or something, but create like a static unpleasantness if the, if the dog is stepping on it. And put it on the floor, to, around the area you would like to protect. So the dog approaching, and put the, put the Burger King, put something or hot dog or something uh, at the table. The dog approach, feels not pleasant, backs off, 
And uh, here is how you do it a couple of times. Uh, and like I said, another approach would be to put something unpleasant. Another great thing you can use, the substance by name MSM. You can get it from a health food store. MSM, that is organic sulfur. Going to be very helpful for your dog, especially for joints. A lot of people take them themselves, like me, um, to stay healthy. Um, that it has a very bad taste. You can sprinkle on top of it. The dogs hate it. Um, that's that's the best you can do. Okay, my friend. Okay, I'll give it a shot. I have MSM, and uh, I'll try the other things too. I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for your call. Thank you. And if you want to speak to Vlada, you can call eight six six four zero five eight four zero five right now. Eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 